Hello, and welcome to IVI Talks, a new podcast series brought to you by the Innovation Value Institute in Maynooth University. Research, innovation and transformation are often presented and discussed at formal events such as seminars and conferences, but the most interesting conversations often happen at lunches and dinners surrounding these events over a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. Here, we aim to capture those discussions by bringing together leading voices from the various fields of digital transformation research for informal conversations with no questions, scripts or boundaries. We hope you enjoy. This month, we have a conversation around the two main career pathways at the end of a PhD, research or industry. In this episode, you will hear from two doctoral candidates, Gultikin Chakir and Artem Bielzarov. They are both part of the Perform EU project researching digital retail, and they are in the final year of their PhDs. Gultikin and Artem have two different career paths in mind, and here is what came up when we brought them together to discuss this fork in their career road. Um, hi, everybody. Um, my name is Gultekin Chakir. I'm a PhD candidate at uh, Manuf University School of Business, and I'm doing uh, research in digital retailing. I'm engaged in, at the Innovation Bailey Institute, and I have a background in, in business management. But I like uh, strategic topics in the context of digital transformation, and my aim is to pursue a career in, within the academia path. Okay, thank you. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Artem. Uh, I come from Ukraine. Uh, yeah, I'm also a third year PhD student at Maynooth University and also research assistant at Innovation Value Institute. Uh, I'm also doing uh, research in digital retail, so specifically looking into omnichannel business processes, trying to figure out how technologies can bring uh, value and benefits to small and medium retailers. Uh, yeah, my background, I have masters in international man management and leadership from Lauder Business School in Vienna and also before um, before uh, jumping into PhD uh, program, I was working as a marketing manager in software development company, so leading different aspects of their marketing strategy, marketing operations. Uh, yes, so, but um, uh, my uh, my career perspective uh, is mostly focused on industry after I'm done with PhD. Yes, this is kind of the well thought through decision and I'm kind of um, quite sure that I'm not going to change it. Yeah, yeah that, that's very interesting, Artem. Um, so you are pretty sure of following industry and I myself, I'm pretty sure following academia because, you know, in my opinion, it's like my personal preferences and ideas and values etc it fits better to me why why is the why why are you not considering academia i mean it's, it's a great it's great stuff in academia <laughs> i mean yeah, you, are, you are doing phd of course phd is, is tough like you know but after the phd everything is going to be really really available and interesting yeah yeah i've heard i've heard about that like many times essentially from everyone from every teacher every tutor saying that uh while you're a phd student it might be like you are quite restrained by multiple factors and like it can be 
tough sometimes. You need to be following very strict deadlines and guidelines and do whatsoever. But once you are done with PhD, kind of you are more uh, free in terms of what you want to pursue and how you want to do that. So maybe you can elaborate quickly first on that. Why? What stands behind your decision to continue in academia and how would you explain to your your decision to someone who is not familiar with how PhD works, what made you make this decision continue your career? Yeah. Well, you know, there are a couple of uh, reasons, motivations, basically. It's basically a bundle of uh, uh, motivation, motivation aspects. I mean, for example, one of the major things for me is, you know, once you uh, coming into academia, you can basically do most of most of the things you really want to do for yourself. Unlike in industry, you you know working for the business, the organization, and then you have like uh, sort of project goals and project aims, and, and then you need to stick to this um, like very crucially. And here in academia, I would say there's a high degree of flexibility. You know, of course, I have like you know obligations in uh, I would have obligations in, in teaching and lecturing etc however I would do research in directions I would like to do I would do projects with people I would like to do I would do um, you know engage with companies I would like to do so I, I have like not that much limitations like you know from the but, aspect. but how, how about this kind of funded limitations because like we are all well aware of how the system works and uh, before you get to like lifelong tenure after 25 mm -hmm. years of working in academia, you need to be constantly searching for some funding. And for example, what I came across is that um, kind of you need to be in a contemporary talk, to topic, you know, so to speak. If it's something out of interest for funding bodies, you might face some challenges getting this funding so that's why maybe this is the first constraint that you need to yes. be following you know something like modern and of interest for for the other funding bodies in academia and, and academics as well so what you think of that yeah yeah of course you're right i mean this is like the constant challenge and this is like established and you can't just avoid this uh, system as you just said i mean mm, but I don't like, you know, this is just being obvious just because in industry it's like otherwise. So in industry, you just apply and you somehow secured yourself uh, being in that company. All right, now I'm working and also getting big salary. However, within academia, so I am ready to have this kind of challenges before I, you know, would op uh, could opt to, you know, what you just said this uh, stable position, uh, secure, secure position in a tenure track or whatever. And, you know, I see this phase, like, you know, applying for funding, uh, meeting requirements of those um, funding bodies, etc. more like a path which even helps me to grow even further. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it's a challenge, it's an ongoing challenge. Let's say you, you are engaged in your postdoc phase for two years or whatever. And then you will still learn a lot. And that's also one aspect I, I want to emphasize, the learning aspect. And it's okay that, you know, it's it's tough, but it's challenging. And it will be not be challenging. It will be boring for me. 
it sounds a bit, you know, I don't know, but you know, it's, we need we need uh, problems um, so we can grow further. So that's that will be some statement from my side for this, and that's why I I'm ready to accept system to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know, yeah. yeah. But what do you think of you know? Now, what do you think of you know? Um, uh, you know, unlike in academia, I don't know. You, you are you would be in industry, and then let's say you have like a, some uh, really interesting position, and then more or less you would, you know, need to be in line with the organization in terms of, um, you know, first thing would be you you working for someone else's pocket, so to say, you know. <laughs> Uh, that will be something. Oh, and the other thing is like, um, you know, um, that you don't have this kind of flexibility at the end. You you have strict uh, hierarchy and you have strict reporting. You have a strict um, deadline. So that's also one thing. Tough deadlining and delivering all the time. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for addressing these things, Gunti. So. Uh, well, first of all, I think I would rather disagree that uh, academia is something completely flexible. To me, like this structure is uh, like uh, based exclusively on my own experience is way kind of stiffer and tougher than the companies I used to work for. Because of, of course, everything might change after you're done with PhD and you, you become like an independent researcher because uh, okay like phd itself is a training right from dependent researcher dependent in the sense that you have a supervisor you have maybe some high level but still guidelines on how to do things and then after you pass this point after you transition from being trained to someone who is trained already then you might have way more flexibility than before but what I, for example, see uh, in industry that now uh, I think companies, they also have quite a lot of flexibility in terms of communication, in terms of decision making and things like that, because uh, it might be the case in the past, then all the decisions were like, you know, top down that all the management mm -hmm. team is making a decision and then it's circulated among employees but now i think lots of uh, employees from medium uh, kind of level are also engaged in decision making and to me this is an important for example difference at least compared to what i'm kind of experiencing now uh, another thing which would work better for me in, in the industry rather than in academia that i really want to see more immediate results of my work and mm -hmm. research sometimes is something that you certainly cannot see the results right now unless you are in highly quantitative method that you measure some dependencies and then you can come up with the results straight away but uh, normally you need to be working on something and you can see the end of the work and this is sometimes really frustrating unlike in industry when you learn something you apply it straight after and then you can see if it works if it doesn't you can change the approach you can change the method and then you can see the re another result straight after and this is something what came to my mind and why i really want to transition back to to the to the industry and 
have more yes. imme immediate results of my work. Yeah, but certainly uh, PhD is something absolutely outstanding in terms of training you as a professional, as a person, because it's quite a stressful activity. Uh, lots of frustrations come along your way and you need to be able to deal with them efficiently in order to keep going. And I think some situations might be even way more challenging compared to industry. And if you manage to endure, if you manage to handle all the situations, you end up being a very skillful, very, let's say even powerful uh, kind of person in terms of the way how you work, how you deliver, how you present, how you communicate and how you achieve goals at the end. And this is certainly an important part of uh, going through, through a PhD. That's why kind of I would, regardless of what your decision after PhD would be, either academia or, or industry, PhD is certainly something worth kind of going through, even though it might be kind of frustrating and challenging sometimes, but it's it worthwhile going for certainly yes yes I, I yeah i totally agree with that like you know people um, you know when i talk with people and and it comes to the topic of doing a phd and most of the people they just limit this concept of phd to you know some tool or some uh, means of progressing in a career you know they don't they don't realize that it's actually uh, some some phase of where you where you learn and as you just described, where you develop certain skills, where you master those skills, etc. Like to, to to a degree where where you, you could, uh, you know, tackle any problem, like almost any problem, and, and having the skill set that is always beneficial, as you just said, uh, you know, independent from academia. But uh, yes, so I agree with, with that, and. Um, yeah, and uh, what you just said with, you know, having, you mentioned this, having this uh, immediate sort of impact with the things you're doing in industry. Yeah, I also agree with that. That is, that is actually something which um, I really like in, in industry, industry. Like, obviously, you have like a, a, a better scope. You, your context is giving you um, the, um, the limitations and um, the focus. Yes, the focus. Mm -hmm on doing things upright you have like more resources and uh, you i don't know like even when you when you would work with data sets you have like original data sets whereas in academia we would <laughs> ask you guys then you know mm -hmm. can you show me your data can you show me that all of them please so, and then you know this is like frustrating and yes but you know there could can also be something in between you know, there's also some perception. I, I feel that when people think of researchers, they're just sitting at their desk and then, you know, browsing a journal, papers and articles mm -hmm. and reading, and then, okay, I don't agree with this. And then they're trying to do something else or something better. So, but, you know, what research today, I think is, um, or should, is more engaging with you guys, you know, with industry. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, that's why I, I really think that this, this combination of doing applied research, you know, you know, we at IVI, we're doing that um, all the time, practically. So 
to some extent, we can actually uh, reach out to your problem as well mm -hmm. and focus together with you without having the limitations of being employed at your organization, you know? Yeah. So yeah. project, like organizational-wide uh, project, mm -hmm. and then that's, that's something which, um, like, would be an advantage, actually, for me, mm -hmm. you know? We can do the same work with you guys and um, tackling the same problem. O of course, if you wish to do so, you know, you, you can just be within your company as, as well. But um, so with this opportunity, um, I would say this is OK as a research because I agree with what you said, you know, you, you, you're doing research and then might, you know, be one year after your research that it gets published and then uh, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know when it get some attention or impact, and yeah, it could be two years or whatever. And within two years, you guys would have already tackling the, the third or fourth problem following that. And then, yeah, it's like you know. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with what you said. So that's kind of another thing which kind of um, attracts me more in the industry. For example, what I spotted while doing research and reading lots of uh, scientific papers and kind of during some communication and collaboration with other researchers. So kind of with all due respect and kind of just uh, what I what I noticed from my experience that a lot of research uh, and a lot of researchers, they are good in identifying problems, flaws, some shortcomings, what or in in whatever like domain or field or whatever but when it comes to offering a solution then this is the place where problems start and uh unlike industry because you cannot allow yourself to be looking for solutions for months you need to be very quick in terms of decisions otherwise you will you will be left behind by more uh more kind of efficient uh, rivals and that's why they are kind of more decisive in terms of selecting tools selecting methods and they the industry guys they would rather accept the risk and fail to a certain degree but they will be able to make inferences based on the failure they like happened and then just avoid the same mistakes in the future and keep going and like in research like lots of papers, lots of kind of publications, they keep keep analyzing, keep contemplating, keep just thinking about that without giving kind of a solution or maybe given a solution which is like obvious, really. Again, with all due respect, sometimes after reading a paper or reading some managerial implications, I just wonder like what was the purpose of this paper of 30 pages of research if the inference and the results and implications, they are kind of obvious, you know. There is no need for research in order to say that you need to make your systems better. You need to make your processes more efficient and things like that. So that's why uh, kind of lots of research is kind of maybe just why to bother doing this research so and this is another thing which attracts me more in industry that you are faster you are more like all the processes are streamlined of course you will be making uh errors you will be making mistakes but this is some this is kind of to me 
at least to me, this is a way more efficient way to learn and to get some experience rather than analyzing again and again the same problems. Yes, yeah, so yeah, very interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree and I would say this is more like uh, some um, preference or positioning issue. I mean, you know, those papers where they have this managerial implications paragraph and it says, yeah, you need to improve your process or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is you know, scientific grounded thing. So this requirement you will not have in your industry, right? So you have your context and then you have your resources and then you have your goals and then make the best, fastest possible way, cost efficient out of it, right? However, the aspiration like, for us researchers is more like, you know, making a um, foundational basis of your findings, right? And then um, publish, publishing it so it can benefit not only one one company, but, uh, you know, a class of companies. So, so you know, reflecting the, the, the class of problem, basically. Mm-hmm. So I would say this is more like um, some preference, right? So mm-hmm. I can follow you when you say, you know, you need to be fast and you, you need to adapt quickly and then you need to rearrange your capabilities, things like that. So in order to, to solve your problems. And this is also legit uh, justified compared to, um, you know, to researchers who are more looking for some generalizable uh, approach and statements, etc. Yes, yes, like it's some some um, positioning thing, I would say. And and you see, like this is uh, reflecting it. So I would go, you know, I'm not saying that I I, I I would not go for this focused approach to industry efficient approach. I'm just saying that um, within this, you know, scope, mm-hmm. those both um, options basically uh, we can position also, and I would position something in between because mm-hmm. I don't want to miss uh, the advantages, you know. And uh, you know, I, I repeat myself just what I said earlier is, you know, when we're talking, working with companies. So exactly, they are giving us this focus. They are giving us limitations, and mm-hmm. that's like giving. And then we are trying to make some uh, research output out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the research kind of don't don't get me wrong. Kind of nothing against research, of course not. But for example, I kind of to me personally, uh, the value of research lies exactly in between in between as you said like for example industry and research and when this blended approach is followed then it it can definitely give some fruitful results to work with because again out of my experience and for example when attending some presentations conferences whatever some researchers are asked after they presented the results uh, how these results are going to be applied in industry and they're like Hmm. I don't know, it was just pure theory, you know. So to me, kind of the question is, why is it a pure theory? Why not to consider how this, and certainly the person invested a lot of time, like, and lots of effort into coming up with these results. So wouldn't it be kind of more valuable to consider some practical application of these results? Because they can certainly help someone uh, uh, than just develop and kind of well elaborated theory. So that's why research is powerful, powerful 
way to uh, gain new knowledge, but I think this knowledge should be left on the bookshelves. Uh, it should be uh, socialized, it should be applied uh, in real life, and this knowledge should be uh, integrated into first industry, and then true industry it should go to public and make life better in different in different aspects. So the blended approach between industry and research, this is something I would certainly consider in my uh, future career. And for example, if there is a project of collaboration with a university on some on some industrial topics or some kind of industrial problem, yeah, this collaboration in my eyes is the most powerful combination of research and industry when you have an applied problem to resolve rather than just develop a theory for the sake of theory. So mm. just kind of what, what I think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're basically addressing uh, one of the biggest problems in all of those undergoings. And uh, I like how you said, yeah, you develop a, a well elaborated theory and then just and then put it on into the shelf. So okay, because because it is well elaborated. So mm -hmm. you don't think of okay how it can be applied now. What are the implications? So, so some researchers are, are following obviously this kind of um, you know system in, in, in being acknowledged, etc. And even there might be some disciplines where this is the case and where you have difficulties in in, in applying um, uh, so, sort of those theories, etc. And um, yes, I, I. So what I would say is this is like one of the biggest challenges in in, in transforming this knowledge. Also, what does the theory mean into some uh, practical uh, use? And uh, you know, we we uh, following a specific methodology which is specifically designed for uh, for doing this. So producing some utility. And um, but you know that's why you know I I not saying that, yeah, I'm going to follow academia and I want to read books and then I want to read papers. I want to reflect theories and I want to correct them or develop new ones and then that's it. No, that's not what I what I intend to do. Mm -hmm. So I, I intend to do to um, look, look into these theories and then uh, based on those theories, develop some useful uh, tools for the industry, right? So. So it would just justify me in helping um, constructing, designing uh, useful things for for your problems, right? So you you would mm -hmm. tell me your problem, and then I, I would, based on science, would help you in solving that. So mm -hmm. that, that's like the benefit and beauty of it. So you see, we have like a, a nice harmony, like some um, nice overlap, which would work. And I also like what you just said. Um, so this would be um, also a case where I would love to work in industry if uh, it would allow me to collaborate, engage with uh, researchers, with mm -hmm. any association interested in, uh, you know, applying research, etc. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just want to note that uh, when talking about research, I refer specifically to research in information systems and some related disciplines, because in my eyes, this is a, this is a very applied domain which should serve people and make their life, lives better. Of course, when it comes to some social research or some kind of this uh, 
some qualitative, purely qualitative disciplines. Of course, it's kind of more the case when you need to be developing different theories because uh, it's very hard to come up with some generalizable results which will be applied in large samples. So that's why the only perhaps avenue for purely qualitative researchers is theory development. So that's why when talking about some practical utility of research, I specifically re refer to information systems and computer science. That's why I'm saying that if this research is in, in information systems is contributing to uh, theory, only without giving any considerations towards practical mm -hmm. aspects of the results to me is a very kind of questionable uh, questionable uh, contribution so but again this is kind of only my 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 uh, opinion on that <laughs> yes yeah i think you know positions are, are are valid in that and of course you're right and everything should be meaningful and um, impactful. Yeah, what what should, would would I would require to do to still convince you to come to come to Arcadia? I mean, I don't know, like you know, like you would be also able to to lecture, for example, teaching mm -hmm. a teaching role. It's also interesting. Yeah, so I would certainly not like to 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 cut ties with academia, like definitely not. And uh, if there is a chance to, for example, in the future, let's say in five or seven years, to initiate some sort of uh, innovation partnership or things like that, so I would definitely consider this option because I know a little bit about how the system works and that I'm quite certain that it can bring really great results when working together. And uh, yeah, like if uh, if one of you guys ever uh, invites yeah, I just me to give that. a lecture. <laughs> I just noted that I will come back to that in four or five years. <laughs> yeah, like if I'm ever invited to give a lecture on something, yeah, that would be great, certainly. So this is kind of just a personal choice and based on some personal, personal, uh, 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 like convictions and um, my, my thoughts on how things work and I just see myself more in industry. And how about you, for example, in five, seven, ten years, where would, how, how do you see yourself? Where would you like to be and what would you like to be doing like in, in five, mm. seven years, let's, let's say so? Yeah, now you sound like my supervisor. And <laughs> Yeah, but that's like exactly uh, the question we should talk about. So um, obviously, um, uh, within that time, I would have uh, ideally have some uh, professorship, like you know, ideally associate professorship, for example, and uh, within the field of uh, digital transformation or digital business, and also engaging in lecturing with this, in doing research in this, and uh, being having some uh, some some role in it actually so within the community in that some being being some uh, scholar mm -hmm. and um, having you know some uh, stable publications let's say and then um, yeah but i also um, imagine and um, this is also something uh, which really attracts me and you know when you're confronted with research problems and engaged with uh, industry and companies so you know you you're 
you know, confronted with a lot of different problems, a lot of variety and a lot of context, a lot of different people, skills. You know, it's not only industry, it's also you know, policy makers or whatever associations. And this gives you, you know, a really good picture of what's going on out there. And what I'm trying to say is I would not uh, exclude that I might go for being an entrepreneur. Yeah, th this is this is sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Was kind of the question I wanted to ask that it's kind of not a secret that not all the PhD students manage to secure a position in industry after they finish PhD. And I was wondering if, like, kind of just in case we we all need to have a plan B, right? That would you consider go into industry? Uh, and staying there for a while, or you would be just doing whatever it takes to get a position in academia? Yes, yeah, I mean, two things I would say to that. The first thing is um, nothing is secured. Like, you know, when now the plan or the system how to progress in your career is more or less transparent and uh, you, you need to know what to do and that's uh, currently given. Uh, however, you never know like, I don't know, like in three years you have like a huge interesting project going on and there's a huge opportunity in uh, being uh, involved in some innovation, something really interesting. However, that will um, collide or conflict with your current career goals and that uh, would need some re-evaluation at that stage. So. What I'm trying to say is I'm not, I would not stick to uh, a stiff career plan and then ignore all those interesting opportunities, but I would uh, keep myself in this uh, sort of, you know, open, open um, attitude towards opportunities because, you know, you can make a, a rough, a detailed, not rough, a detailed strategic plan for your career with any detail, any activity. However, on the other end, you, you might also just look for opportunities. That's also valid. I mean, mm -hmm. and we learned in, in strategic, in strategic um, management and business that both are valid approaches for businesses as well. So for individuals, it's, it's the same, I would say. <clears throat> so I'm not excluding that I might pursue some uh, entrepreneurial uh, career. Uh, more in favor, I will be more in favor to have like in a startup, my own startup or being involved in a startup compared to uh, just, you know, being some wheel in a huge company. So this is something, yeah, what I um, would say right now, unless, I don't know, they make me the um, CEO or something. <laughs> CEO yeah, <just>, startup. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just kidding. I mean, you know, because, you know, it's always a trade-off between following your own ideals, following your own goals and what you want to have an impact in, in those areas versus, um, uh, you know, going line with what others think is ideal and what others think. So this is the way we should go. It's always adapting. It's all, you know, being a maker or being made. Yeah, something, I don't know if, I, if that, that was phrase correctly but you know that's that's something it's and if if uh, continuing to postdoc and uh, further uh, uh, high, uh, further steps in academia 
um, would you continue with the same research domain or you would switch to something which, for example, fits more your background, like managerial discipline, some strategic um, strategic areas? What what would what what do you think about that? Yeah, this is um, this is exactly what I meant by you know um, um, having uh, your skill set and then having the flexibility, basically the freedom of following your research interests, right? And you know we within the digital transformation discipline, and this is not going away. So this is this huge thing which is you know going on for decades now, and then and you know we we. We are currently doing a lot of in, in digital retailing, and we are learning a lot in uh, you know how retailers as companies, organizations adopt digital technology, how it transforms their way of um, you know making business, etc. So this is a context now. So retail is just a context, mm -hmm. but in the future, so how does it um, you know ref, ref, is reflected in different contexts? So adopting digital technologies. And for me, it's really interesting to look into that from a strategic perspective, right? So it's, you know, the um, intersection of, of, of strategic questions and information systems questions reflected by uh, digital technologies, right? Mm -hmm. And, but you know you, yourself very well, like these are really interesting questions because these are fundamental questions, how you, how you do your business, et cetera. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, but you know, and you know, you once you have like um, your role in, in your company, let's say, and then probably I can imagine you being some sort of uh, chief tech, uh, technical officer or chief. Um, I don't know. You, you would follow a data scientist uh, approach as well. Like, where do you see your role in a company? What would be ideal or not so ideal? Yeah, I think I would rather go for something uh, like uh, project management, perhaps, or maybe some um, business analysis, I would think of. But normally, business analysis is the part of uh, being a project manager. So I think something which I will be focusing on is project management, uh, maybe some product analysis. This is like higher, you know, like than just the business analysis. Uh, yeah, so this is definitely something I would like to consider and uh, because I really want to know how the things work, not from papers, but from real life. Yeah. Because you you, you you can be well familiar with like uh, pro with what is project development like life cycle, what is Scrum, what is Agile from papers. But once you start uh, working with this type of things, you can see that they don't work the way it's described uh, in books or wherever else. And this is exactly what really attracts me. I want to be the one who can fix everything, who can uh, provide a solution to the problem right away based on the experience and not based on what I kind of wrote in a paper or whatever. And so that's why this is something which attracts me the most. And this is where I will be uh, investing as much effort as I, as I can to shape myself as a kind of real, you know, a problem solver in industry, the one who can fix if something is broken, the one who can come up with a solution if there is a dead end or whatever. So that's why 
this is and uh, I want the solutions to be like really of value for whoever is going to apply them and yeah this is how I can see the results of my work and this is where the immediate immediate results will be valuable and not just not just some kind of theory or some analysis or whatever so I really want to be focused on some applied aspects of of industry and some practical pra practical aspects as well yeah. so this is kind of uh, mm -hmm. some considerations why I at, at least for now why I think some career in industry suits my aspirations better and again I kind of respect researchers like of course and uh, there are just some some things which I paid attention to over the last two years so and that's why they were they became kind of the ground for making a solution to continue my career in industry. Mm -hmm. yes, yes. Yeah, um, I um, yeah, you are, you are quite convincing. So um, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, yeah, you, you see, I'm reflecting again, like, oh, is that industry? And then, you know, bringing up back again uh, my actual motivations like oh no no you you are going to stay in academia because for me currently it's staying stronger so that yeah. will be something uh, you might consider like what what in like in five years like let's say um let's say in five years you are some um huge influencer within your industry let's say and then you develop or you have like certain concepts and then people are approaching you oh this is really interesting so then at some stage people would address you some responsibility oh you you should share your uh, your knowledge and your um, your innovations to um, you know to, to let the whole uh, industry benefit from so and that will be some uh, call for oh, yeah you should move more to some uh, research domain and then uh, disseminate uh, your own um, achievements etc mm. anyway just, just just some thought out of it <laughs> but you know very very interesting and, yeah that's um, great that's great and thanks a million for sharing your opinion and your ideas this is like this is one of the most interesting things in every in every kind of domain regardless of what you do is communicating with people getting to know what they think uh, like get it to getting to know more about their experience and of course about their plans and vision on different aspects of work yeah. yes exactly like yeah yeah also yeah many thanks to you as well like for sharing thank you your, um, yeah. your thoughts as well I think both both are legit approaches and yeah certainly yeah the important thing is you know that we are going collaborate still <laughs> work. yeah yeah <laughs> it doesn't matter what, what context we're in but you know collaborating exchanging knowledge definitely, definitely best thing yeah okay cool thanks for it appreciate it thanks artem appreciate it thank you for listening to this month's ivi talks podcast you can find out more and keep up to date with future episodes at ivi.ie forward slash podcasts. If you have any questions or would like to participate in future episodes, you can contact us at info at ivi.ie. You can also connect with us on Twitter at IVI Insights or on our LinkedIn page 
at Innovation Value Institute.